wrapping up Apple's peak performance event, and looking at what might be next. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon patrons. Help support Mac Voices and gain access to the Mac Voices Slack and Mac Voices After Dark at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is part three in the Mac Voices Live panels discussion of Apple's peak performance event. This time around, though, you'll probably notice that two people are missing. Jeff Gamet and I had to leave early to do a user group meeting with uh, a group in Colorado. So David Ginsburg took the host role and continued the discussion of Apple's peak performance uh, announcements. And also, they took the conversation in a direction I would not have anticipated, looking forward to what the Mac Pro, the Apple Silicon Mac Pro, may offer that even the Mac Studio doesn't. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Yeah, I'd like to go back to a point uh, you know, Mike Rose made uh, about by observing that this uh, is the first time you know, Apple's maybe decoupling your, your monitor from your CPU. And you know, as, uh, as I commented earlier, we can see now that uh, it, it's clear in terms of the rapid rate of innovation of uh, you know, the processors in iPhone and then uh, the M series that Apple is moving ahead you know, very dramatically that you know, I'm wondering if they're starting to maybe think that uh, you know, the guts, you know, the, the, the processor and the memory you know, embedded you know, in that uh, tiny little box, that that's a, a disposable component and the long live component is going to be a high quality display. Uh, I don't know that uh, this just occurred to me here during this conversation, but it, it seems that you know, Apple does have a proven track record of innovation and yearly updates on uh, their processor technology. And they may be thinking, especially if they're trying to cater to uh, you know, pros, uh, that what they need is updates of uh, regular updates of uh, processing power. Uh, to try to deliver their uh, systems in such a way that you know they minimize the overall expense by not jerking around to have to buy a new monitor every every year, but uh, giving you the capability that you could get a performance upgrade every 12, 18, 24 months um, because Apple seems to be coming, is on the verge of coming out with them on an annual basis. But people have been asking for that for years. Since they and stopped years doing years it. Right. And yeah, since they stopped doing it and basically yeah. saying exactly that, like, I don't want to replace my monitor every year or every two years. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I, I personally, I had given up that, you know, oh, Apple is never going to do that. So it's really interesting that that apparently they've changed their their tune on that because, you know, they were always. Well, they've been doing that a lot lately, though, right? I mean, like the new. I mean, does anyone else look at the new 14 and 16 inch chonky boys and get a strong PowerBook G4 vibe from that Hummer? Because like, that's what I'm getting. Number I have one, a 16, number, so. yeah, number two, like they went, look at all these individual ports you could be using. You know, what is that courage yeah. that you gave me a bunch of stuff that you used to give me that you <laughs> took away and now you've given it back because courage? What? And I have so, my headphone headphone jack back. Right. See, <laughs> yeah. this is what I'm saying. 
So like, it just sort of feels like they, like Apple has realized that like we tried giving everybody, uh, you know, a USB-C port and for an extra $400, you can get two USB-C ports to rub together for heat. And like, if those are your choices, it's not a lot of choices, but now you can get one that has an HDMI port on the side or, you know, and a USB or two and another thing. And, you know, one of those headphone jacks. And like, that looks like the machine that I had two computers ago, you know, before I, I actually upgraded to something a little more modern that didn't have any ports. So, you know, Apple is realizing like ports may not be the worst idea and like letting people upgrade their display on a different schedule than their processor. Like, you know, I'm sure we're going to find people falling all over themselves about the revolution that Apple has done by like peeling the computer out of the back of the friggin' screen. But like, this is how the rest of the world does it. And there's a reason that none of those people went to an exclusively all in one or, you know, a single port. Are you plugging in your time machine drive or are you plugging in your power? You know, like you decide, like, come on. So the fact that Apple kind of loosened up on all of that, I feel like is just sort of a relief. Like, you know, I, now I can plug I in I an HDMI thing without needing a whole nother thing. I, yeah, get technical. I, I, I think it's great. Um, <laughs> and and even, glad. you know, the, the power Mac sort of, I mean, power... What is that Mac Pro? That that sort of started, you know. And I, although I'm wondering, what is going to be the point of an expandable silicon Mac Pro? Because what do you put in there other than video cards and fans. huh? Fans. Yeah, fans. <laughs> you put fans in your slots? No. That's a personal question, Jen. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, I, I mean, you know, I, I you know, I, I think the the this M1 Ultra is already faster than external uh, graphics cards, mm -hmm. and, and you know, they're, you're not going to be able to, you know, the whole thing is they've got this new architecture where external graphics cards don't really make sense. Yeah. So what would you what would you put in a slot in a silicon mac pro why, why would there be anything to put in it well for creative pros there is a variety of you know, other devices you know to to like capture what capture cards um like i just like recently we set someone up with a, a capture card like basically like a usb interface for your microphone but you use it like for that. video more or less uh dax is my put in the chat you know your digital audio converter um, you know, maybe MIDI devices, depending on, you know, exactly what kind of stuff you're working but on. Most of those are, are external devices, which are USB-C or Thunderbolt these days anyway. Yeah, but right. no, so you, Jim, can, you can get, Jim, you I can agree get a capture you. card hey, that has. <laughs> Go for it, guy. I was going to say, you can, get a, you can get a card that has four uh, HDMI inputs. So if you if you know you're a you're a network guy and you've got a bunch of cameras coming in from everywhere, you can plug them all into the same computer, which which in turn will will make uh, your little studio that you have to set up for NFL or whoever uh, is, much easier is, to deal with. Is there Mac OS software that supports that now on the Mac Pro? Who knows? I don't know. Well, there, that's I mean, an important well, point. If, if, some, if somebody if somebody comes out with a card. They're going to have software to support it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not true. There's definitely cards that don't work in Macs. Right. But right. if it does work in a Mac, it behooves you to make sure that there's software to work to run. I mean, yeah. isn't, yeah. isn't like right. known NVIDIA cards just don't work, right? 
Right. Well, it wouldn't but, be an maybe it wouldn't be an Nvidia card. It could be by yeah. somebody else. Nvidia well, has to get in that Elga- game. Elgato. 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 Wow. But traditionally, the Mac market I, is small. It's a senior moment. There are other manufacturers like Black Black Magic, etc. In the sure. In the, in the there you go. And for in the professional video space. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I I think going to Jim's point is. Again, it's a question of time, right? You know, today there's a large extent of card PCI cards that you can put into a PC, you can put into a Mac Pro. Yeah, you can imagine dialing into the future that they're all external devices uh, that you plug in with a USB-C cable. It's just a question of how do you get from one to the other. And a lot of the video guys I know, they don't want to be jerked around having to go out and... Upgrading computers one thing, but you know all the other peripherals. You know it uh, it doubles or triples the amount that they need to spend if they right. you were to sure. try to go forward. So it's, you know, so I think that's I think that's the thing is you know I think it seems to me that Apple is recognizing in some way that expandability and modularity. There are different ways to accomplish that, but that's uh, you know that's an important part of appealing to a professional you know pro audience and i think you know the i think the mac studio looks like it's going to be a great rendering and hopefully you know with uh, you know other capability you know, uh, great you know machine for uh, for color grading you know given <laughs> given the you know, what do you say they have 800 gigabyte per second uh you know bandwidth so um you know, I think they're trying to get their way back into the graces of uh, you know the uh, the pros. Yeah, just go the back pros. To, if go you back, build go, it, they will come. Go, let's go back. Go back to the next year brief. And they did announce that there's 48 gigabytes of memory on, on a video card, mm-hmm. and that you can get as as a maximum. I mean, that, I mean that's that's unheard of of a device to have that. Uh, capability right off the bat. I mean, yeah, you can get expansion cards. We'll we'll be looking for that when the, when the Mac Pro mm-hmm. does come out, if that's going to have that capability. But right now, this this Mac Studio is is uh, is fully capable with with video, it's just for that alone. I mean, look at the memory. We don't we didn't even talk about memory yet. I mean, the 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 M1 Ultra can go 128 gigs of RAM, and yeah. this 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 memory speed was 800 gigabytes a second. I mean, it, they've really outdone themselves with this machine and i i think i think the pros are, are going to be very pleased and uh, it's gonna be i think already it's out until uh mid-april before you can get mm-hmm. one now because they already went on sale today so uh, i have i'm feeling that apple's going to be very successful with this with this with this machine there are definitely people who needed there's a gap between people who have a mini that does everything that they need for it to do, what their actual requirements are, not what people think they need. That's a separate conversation. But mm-hmm. in fact that's probably a separate podcast. But uh, what people have and how how well it performs for them at the M1 Mini and then the people at the Mac Pro. And there are people who need more than a Mini, but less than the car that it takes to buy the Mac Pro that you need, whether you even, before we even get to a display. So like there are a whole lot of people who need something like that, who, you know, uh, for front of Mike and I, Dave Kahlo used to say swatting a fly with a Buick like would be, you know, buying a Mac Pro in that particular instance. And so this is definitely something for people who are using it professionally. Like Mike said earlier, you know, if this is a thing that you can write off on your taxes, then, you know, if it's the right purchase for you, that's really, you know, that's a thing that's really important because there are people who needed more than the, the iMac Pro was giving them more than a Mac Mini is giving them now and can definitely get a solid, solid, solid performer for a lot less than what 
that pro was going to be. And it's kind of future proofed because it's not like Apple's getting out of the Apple Silicon game anytime soon. True. <laughs> the, the, the only, the only thing that I would, I would call out that's a, I mean, we, we've talked a little bit about the expandability PCI express versus external expandability. Yeah. There's a lot you can do with plugging stuff in, especially when you have all those Thunderbolt ports to play with. But as, as Jim is seeing the link I just threw in the chat, there, there is a big functional difference between what Apple is offering now with the Mac Studio in term in one particular axis, one particular capacity, and what the 2019 Mac Pros can do. And that is RAM. You max out with the with the M1 Ultra yes. maximum capacity on the studio you're maxing out at 128 gigabytes of RAM because the RAM right. is part of the system on a chip. And that's right. as much as you can do. The Mac Pros, current gen Mac Pros, you can you can cap out at 1.5 terabytes of RAM. And you can bet your puppy that there are people out there that have loaded up those machines and are getting the, the production value and the performance out of them by putting that much RAM, by putting 512, 768, a gig, a, a terabyte or more of RAM into those boxes. So what do we know? What can we predict about the Apple Silicon Mac Pro? It will have expandable RAM. It's going to figure yes. out a way to have off-die yes, yes, yes. RAM. And that's going to that is going to be something that people will pay for. So we already know that you can pay four thousand dollars for a Mac today that comes in a little box. Imagine what you're going to pay for a Mac the, Mac Pro that comes in a big box. Well, one of the things you're going to be paying for is that RAM expandability uh, when it, it arrives. You know what, Mike? Uh, it, if that I, happens, I, it won't guess. be with uh, an M1 chip. No, it would have be to be whatever the, uh, whatever the next chip is. I'm going to guess that I'm I'm going to I'm. I think it will not have 1.5 terabyte capacity on a on a Apple Silicon Mac Pro because that that whole thing is based on having that RAM on the chip and the minute they move it off you know the performance is is just kills drops it. Uh, oh oh yeah, oh. Hey, yeah but minute. it is wait, but again on, you know, think of it I'm this sorry. way think of it this way you're having having a bodacious amount of RAM you know connected to the device is going to be buttloads faster than if you had an SSD. So I, yeah, it's it's all it's it's all about it's all about caching and tiering. I, so, I, hey guys, I I I just want to point out something that was introduced today, which was a new silicon interface for the M1 architecture, UltraFusion. So right. we haven't even touched Jim, on that. Well, we have talked. We talked about it. We talked I mean, we about talked it about it, but not yeah. In depth but, here. but to Jim's point, Jim's saying, well, the 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 way the Apple Silicon works is you have the RAM on on the on the die. Yeah, that's how it works now. But we just introduced a new bus. We just found out a way to interconnect an M1 or an Apple Silicon CPU with something else. Today, it's that dual die package with um, that gives you the M1 Ultra. Tomorrow, it might be an M2 with off package RAM. But using so that Mike, same uh, wide no, bus. Because yeah, so Mike, physics, Mike that's, I agree. That's physics is a problem Mike, there. Hang on. Hang on. Go ahead, Physics Mark. is a problem for okay. Jim. Mark, yeah. Mark. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so, Mike, I agree with the direction you're pointing that Apple might come out with another, you know, <laughs> bodaciously big chip you know, loaded with RAM. Uh, I, I think today, uh, you know, the thing they called their Ultra Fusion was, you know, was, was was not a new bus. It was a narrowly defined widget to connect you know, one of the chips to the other. So True. could could they could they expand that in the future? Yes, they could. 
but I, I think that's a, I think that's a very interesting idea that, you know, they come out with, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, an, an, another, uh, you know, uh, die about the same size that is basically all Ram or multiple, you know, multiple of those. Um, right. You know, that would certainly, that would certainly be, uh, you know, a very fast, you know, kick-ass uh, machine, but, you know, right now we're, we're speculating. This is, this we're, is fact-based we're, fiction. We're speculating on the, on the engineering. My point is that there is a very obvious capability gap, and it is not possible to tell customers, consumers of the current Gen Mac Pro, you have to accept a degradation. You have to accept a um, you have to accept a rollback in your ability to get high volumes of RAM in these machines. So, Jim, right. I, agree I agree. With you. I, I, I agree today, with you, and that's got to be done. I, I agree with you, and that's why we don't we haven't seen whatever Apple's yeah. going to reveal for an Apple Silicon based uh, Mac Pro or whatever they call it, Mac Pro Ultra. <laughs> Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon sponsors. Support Mac Voices at any level and gain access to the Mac Voices Slack, where you can interact with the Mac Voices Live crew, participate in our discussions, and get your questions answered. You also get access to Mac Voices After Dark, the uncensored, unscripted, and always enjoyable discussions before and after the Mac Voices live show. Sign up at patreon.com slash Mac Voices, and thanks for supporting Mac Voices. Hey, you know, I, I think if they came out with uh, half a terabyte of RAM as the max, that would probably, the number of customers probably that have more than that now is probably vanishingly small. So I, yeah. I, I think it's quite possible that they could say, yeah, you know, and it's, it's not like, you know, I mean, Apple gave up on, you know, they had the trash can for years and years and years and said, you know, that's it. And, you know, so people had to use PCs. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Apple will, will, be willing to give up some tiny slice of the market, um, you know. If that, you know, they 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 they, they Jim, can't. You you Jim, you mix you mix two ideas there. So if we could pull them apart, you know, one is that uh, I, I, I think a lot of the reason that that trash can stagnated was just because you know they were relying on third party vendors and they didn't come out you know for whatever reason uh, you know with devices uh, you know that uh, they could used to offer an upgrade path to uh, the other thing in terms of uh the, the creative market uh i've got to believe that you know must you know hurt a lot of apple people that you know <laughs> that that trash can you know was a was a was a failure and that a lot of you know creative pros had to go to creating hackintoshes based on dell or hp gear because they were faster than anything apple could provide so let me uh let me get to the chat here in the youtube chat here a couple of comments uh eric said the max the, the mac studio case and cooling design is what intel based macs needed so yeah i, I can agree with that uh uh and uh brian Uff also said uh uh, wonder if we'll see a new form factor for the mac mini later in the year that would look more like the mac studio form uh, I don't know if they if they're going to look to expand on what the Mac the standard Mac Mini is. Uh, I was surprised that they didn't do like a minor case update and give it a couple more Thunderbolt ports. Um, that was kind of what I was I was hoping that they were going to do uh, with the Mini and then also release a bigger iMac. That was my expectations, and 
obviously, you know, about as wrong as wrong could be, you know, and that's wrong with R W O N G instead of the other way around. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, I, I think that the, the Mac mini probably sometime this summer will receive some kind of minor case update. It doesn't need, honestly, it doesn't really need to go to uh, an M1 Pro or an M1 Ultra. I don't think that's really the market for that. that that's machine. not the market for it now. Now the yeah. Mac Studio, because the, the the Mac Mini with just the plain Jane M1 is a is a crazy screamer, and I love it this is. thing. But if they would come out with a Mac Mini that had a few more ports, so that maybe I didn't need to have uh, a Thunderbolt three dock or a, a a little hub that has an internal slot for an ssd or you know any of those things that uh that i might consider getting one uh but you know the other then the the flying the ointment of course is where does it go into the future with uh, an m2 probably out later this year with with a mac pro i mean what happens with something like the the mini does the mini go away because the studio is there to fill that slot uh, I no. think there's still going to be there's still going to be a, a market for the lower end. I mean, to, yeah. to, I mean, there's still a lot of people out no, there I hope who so. still want this. Yeah, I, I mean, 100%. Apple's we we know the love Apple didn't give the Mac Mini for a long time. <laughs> that those four or five years that 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 uh, at least that, 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 that it was from 2014 to 2018, I think it was before they finally came out. The four years before they came out of another new model. So, uh, but they've been consistent now. They went from 2018 to 2020. So I, mm-hmm. I can see them doing some minor bumps. Yeah. I mean, that, if they've got some improvements in the processing speed um, with that. So I just want to make sure I mentioned that uh, Brittany Smith had to leave. Uh, she was having some trouble with her, her mic. So uh, thank you, uh, Brittany for being here. And uh, Frank Petrie also had to leave. He was having troubles with his AirPods and uh, but, uh, glad you both made it here today. So, um, but uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's, that's uh, what's uh, really what's going on with the Mac Mini. I don't see us, I don't see anything else going to where it is today. I mean, I'll, I, at least I don't see it. Did you all see that YouTube video where that guy made a tiny Mac Mini? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think most that of that was, was he re- he removed the power supply. He, you know, he was using an external power supply, so that's a lot of where he got the smaller, right, smaller uh, space from. Because it was built in, yeah. So yeah, there's there's some crazy monitors out there with the that kind of stuff. So, uh, so I guess uh, I'll just go around before we we wrap up here. Is is anybody going to buy any of this stuff today, at all? I, 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 I'll I'll go I'll go first. I mean, I I wish I had been able to hold off my my daughter <laughs> uh, buying a new. I got her. A, she got a new iPhone 12 a couple weeks ago because the new SE oh. would have been a, a great fit. Although she really wanted, I think she really wanted a camera. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, one step up and the multi and the zoom camera on the 12. Um, right. But I will say that the, um, that the, you know, as I said earlier, the iPad air is super compelling and could even be a replacement for my, you know, two-year-old uh, iPad pro at this point. Um, the features that it, that it loses versus the pro don't matter that much to me. The features that it gains, uh, especially the M1 are super compelling. So that that may be on my shopping list sometime this spring. All right, and Andrew, you shook your head. You're not you're not touching this stuff, right? <laughs> no. Um, for the iPhone, I have the latest, uh, the iPhone 13 Pro. I'm not that going for an SE. Yeah, I have the no. Apple Watch 
seven series. Um, and what Guy was saying earlier, I think the M M1 chip is still a powerful chip. I have the yes. M1 Mac, MacBook Air, and it's been able to fulfill all my needs so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mark, are you think you anything any any market for you this uh, for these new products? I'm interested in the uh, iPad Air, and I've discovered I could get six hundred thirty dollars by trading in my uh, iPad Pro. Uh, oh, no. The reason I'm thinking about that is it's getting to the point where uh, you know I'm using their case, and sometimes it doesn't connect, and I get you know these you know peripheral not recommended, not you know peripheral not you know identified, not supported you know error messages. Plus, sometimes I go and type, and you know it it, it doesn't work. So it, it's becoming enough of a you know pain in the neck uh, that uh, maybe I'm thinking about replacing it. You know, especially I'm thinking maybe something a little bit smaller because I bought it for the big for the big screen, and all my use cases just didn't uh, didn't work and play out. So that is something. You know, I have to uh, think about you know, the Max as I said, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's a wonderful piece of engineering. Um, I don't have a need for it. And um, at, at those price points, it's a premium over, you know, uh, you know, some of the notebooks and, you know, like, um, uh, like Guy has said, uh, you know, about his M1 Mac mini, I have an M1 uh, MacBook air and, you know, it's fast beyond, you know, <laughs> and in my wildest dreams. So, I don't see a Mac upgrade in my future, but you know, yeah. iPad is the possibility. How about you, Kelly? Are you do you looking at anything in here? Well, you know, the 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 new Mac studio, like whatever they're calling the big Mac without the dis- without the display. Um, I'm not looking to actually purchase one, but if somebody has five grand burning a hole in their pocket, I would be happy <laughs> to give it a kind and loving home. And I would love very much for that to be a thing. Um the the iPad Air would have appeal if I hadn't already pulled the trigger and gotten the M1 iPad Pro yeah. when it came out, um, which now means that it makes a lot less sense. So I'm kind of interested to see where the where the iPad line ends up. Yeah. Um, at the moment, uh, I'm not looking at anything. I have an M1. I have an M1 MacBook Pro. I have an M1 uh, iPad Pro, and uh, I have an iPhone 12 that makes me very happy every day. Um, so I'm not, I'm not interested in like upgrading to the 13 now that they have green or anything like that. Um, but, uh, it was nice to see attention paid, you know, on a, on a bunch of different fronts. I wish we'd maybe gotten a mini, uh, an iPad mini update because that would have been nice to know that they're still actually taking that seriously and it's going to get a continued update schedule like the SE, you know, but, um, didn't it just get a big update? So it's still too new. Yeah, well, it's still it's still too new, but I'm hoping that like all of it. Well, all of this means that that we're getting the updates that that we should. We're you know attention's being paid and things are continuing to evolve, and I'm glad to see it. So, yeah. All right, we uh, I know Mark has a heart out here. Mark, I really, we really appreciate you being here tonight, and, and doing all. I want to let everybody know uh, how people can get a hold of you. Uh, easiest thing is Twitter at Mark Fuccio, M-A-R-K-F-U-C-C-I-O, or your know, same name on LinkedIn. So you know, it's great. Uh, this is normal panel. And you know, Mike Rose, it's been a year or more since we've been on a show together. So I really enjoyed you know chatting with you. It's so, a pleasure uh, to see you, Mark. Yes. So with you all, I need to leave. So thank you all and have a, thank you, have Mark. a good night. Okay. Appreciate bye-bye. Good night, Mark.
and and I have to step away as well. So I'll, I'll yeah, let's we'll just go ahead and wrap up. Uh, go ahead, and, Bye, Mike. Um, Mike, where, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike T Rose. You can find the little show I do with uh, someone else uh, three squares below me on the on the Zoom here. Uh, Kelly and I are the co-hosts of the After Show, which is at AfterShowPodcast.com and the underscore After Show on uh twitter and we just put out uh on sunday we put out our pre-event show uh, <laughs> where you can hear us make wild ass guesses and visit how <laughs> kelly's house of crackpot theories uh that in retrospect seem uh seem a little goofy but we had a good time all right Mike. every episode uh we say some stuff that in retrospect is very very goofy and we had a good time yeah, that's like much. all of them yeah thanks thanks for being here mike uh um, hi mike Andrew, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. My username is at Andrew or not. Uh, that's the username I use for a lot of things and my very creative with names. <laughs> um, I'm also an occasional guest on some podcasts. So here at Mac Voices and lately I am on In Touch with iOS. I know. And that's going that that's to happen again. I feel like this I've week. heard that once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thanks for being here, Andrew. We appreciate it. Yeah, uh, thanks guys, for having me. Guys, Earl, where can people find you? Oh, my God, I'm everywhere. Uh, Mac Parrot or Vert Shark like over not. on the Twitters. I know, like it or not. Uh, also, vertshark.com is the website for all the odds and the vids. Uh, guys, Daily Drive, where I drive in my car and say stuff because it's a really stupid thing to do. Uh, the MyMac.com podcast that I do with Gaz for the last 11 years. We just had our... 600th show a week and a half ago and we're coming up on the 900th show overall which the math doesn't work but for some reason it does um i guess that's about it well thanks for being here guy we appreciate it thank you jim ray thanks uh, you for you for being here as always always uh, appreciate appreciate your insights on the developer angle of things here and uh, where can people find you um, let's see, you can find uh, my work uh, at uh, ProView.com, P-R-O-V-U-E. And for more of a personal take, um, ProView Jim uh, on Twitter. Great. Thanks for being here. And uh, last but certainly not least, Kelly Gamont. Thanks for making it and uh, where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. You can find me over at The Incomparable, where I host a show called I Want My MCU TV, where we talk about uh, the Marvel shows on Disney+. And uh, you can also find me spinning up a new project uh, now that I no longer host Daily Observations anymore and haul, ha haul Andrew onto my podcast every Friday and talk about security stuff. Um, so maybe I can sweet talk him into doing something with me over at my new venture, which is The Slice at theslice.net. Great. We're looking forward to that. And uh, I want to thank everybody in the chat room tonight on YouTube. Uh, really appreciate it. A lot of great questions. We really appreciate you uh, giving us some input uh, for the show tonight. You can find me on In Touch with iOS at intouchwithios.com. And uh, you can also find me on the YouTube, youtube.com slash DaveG65. We're going to have both Andrew and Kelly on the show this week to do our, our, our recap. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, I want to thank you for everybody that, that was here for listening. And uh, Mac Voices Live is recorded every Tuesday night, uh, most Tuesday nights, uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, and any time that you're there. We really appreciate you coming uh, coming there. And, and uh, 
until next time, uh, I want to bid you a good night and uh, have a great evening. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.